Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries podcast. My name is Shakira White and I am the host here. If you are already subscribed, that means that you have become a part of our Carefree family. Hey, hello and welcome back. Now, if you are not subscribed, that means you don't get notified every single time we have a brand new episode, which is every Tuesday at 9 a.m. You can go ahead and subscribe that way on whatever platform you're using to listen to us on. You will be notified every time a new episode happens to pop up. Here on the Carefree and Black Diaries podcast, we talk about an array of topics from news, politics, entertainment, and most importantly, life lessons that I have learned along the way and I hope to share with you. With that being said, let's hop into our Carefree Updates. All right, so in last week's Carefree Updates, I kicked it off with the information about what's happening in Jackson, Mississippi, which is the capital of Mississippi and also a city with a very large population of Black people. Now, there they have been having issues with their drinking water. And if you want to hear a little bit more about that, you can go back to last week's Carefree Updates or you can read about it online. But I just want to bring to your attention again, if you would like to contribute, I would put those same entities and organizations that I mentioned in last week's Carefree Updates in the description of this episode as well. Just in case, you know, I know sometimes payday may be happening a little late. So if you still wish to contribute, I will put the information to those organizations below in the description box. Next on our docket, Haley Bailey, or is it Hallie? She is, listen, so we remember last year when it was announced that she was going to be playing the Little Mermaid, and we remember how upset people were because they were like, but the Little Mermaid wasn't black. <laughs> the Little Mermaid was a cartoon. Um, you know, it, it was it was weird. It was weird. But we know where that energy was coming from. Disney released the first trailer for The Little Mermaid um, yesterday at the time I'm recording this episode. And when I tell you I had chills, chills, like goosebumps going up and down my arms. She sounds amazing, amazing. And I saw a clip where the director was saying that he actually saw her performing at the Grammys with Chloe, and he knew that she was the person that needed to play that role and that she just knocked her audition out of the park. So I am so excited to see it when it comes out. It's supposed to come out early next year, I believe May of 2023. I'm so excited. And you all know around that time, I'll be reminding you all to go and support because I've already seen where people have been going on the trailer um, YouTube, the YouTube channel I guess where the trailer is and disliking the video simply because Haley is a young black woman playing a fictional character it's it's getting real weird but anyway I'm definitely going to support her and I hope that you all will support her as well Secondly, let's talk about some new music. I feel like we haven't talked about music in a while. I only have one to mention because I haven't really... Listen, Beyonce has had me in a chokehold since the Renaissance. So I haven't listened to much other than the Renaissance album. I've listened to some things here and there. But I haven't listened to much at all. Ari Lennox released her album, Age, Sex, Location. And I listened to the full thing twice today. I really enjoyed it. My favorite two songs so far, just off the first two listens, 
Our Boy By featuring Lucky Day and also Stop By, which is the song right after Boy By on the album. I really enjoyed it. I love Ari Lennox and I love her voice. She has a very soulful voice. It reminds me of butter. Like if I could think of any object, it just reminds me of like butter, which is ironic because she had her album Shea Butter. So give that a listen. Support my girl Ari because she is, she just seems, she seems to be just a kind and gentle soul. I've never met her. Um, So if you get a chance and you enjoy Ari's music and you haven't heard of her new album, Age, Sex, Location is out now. And lastly, I forgot that I used to do this until a few days ago. I was like, we haven't asked our Carefree family to rank us. So if you all have been listening for a while and you have not yet reviewed the podcast, whether that be on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, whatever, if you can do us a kind favor, literally while you're listening to this episode, you can do it while you're still listening so you don't have to exit the app or anything. You just go to where you review the Carefree and Black Diaries podcast. Give us five stars, please. And that just helps us with discovery and building our audience. It helps us out a lot. So you'll probably be hearing me say that for the remainder of the year, because honestly, I just forgot to ask you all. So please, pretty please, with a cherry on top, leave us five stars on the different platforms that you use to listen to the podcast. Now, that's all I have for our Carefree Updates. Let's have a break for our sponsor. And then on the other side, we'll be back with our topic of the day. So there is a saying that goes... The richest place in the world is the graveyard. And I think the first time I heard someone say that, I was in high school. I want to say I was in ninth grade um, when I had to take a JROTC class. Now, if you are not familiar with JROTC or maybe it may be called something differently, you know, than that where you are. JROTC was basically where we had to wear junior ROTC uniforms, similar to like military style. And our teachers were former army men. They taught us different chants. They taught us how to march. They taught us about the salute and basically all things military. But they also taught us some life lessons in that class. I would argue that they taught us more life lessons than military information, but I'm actually thankful for that. So our JROTC classes were taught by two retired, really tough military men. One was Sergeant Schultz and one was Sergeant Ford. Now, Sergeant Ford had been at the school for as long as I can remember. I went to the school from kindergarten all the way through 12th grade. I never went to a different school. And I always remember Sergeant Ford being there. Now, Sergeant Schultz came when I was in middle school, I think. Now, even though I did say they were very intense, They were two of the most intense men that you would ever meet in your life, but also two of the most caring at the same time. They had duality to them. And it's funny how age makes things clearer for you the older you get, because it's only now that I've gotten a little bit older that I realized that they fussed and had fits so much because they cared about us as students. And when I say they fussed and had fits often, it was like every day. Like, they always had something to say. 
in between classes, they will be outside of their classroom doors, fussing at anyone who walks past them in the hallways. But it was just all love at the same time, right? And so I realize now that they just did that because they cared about us as students. And they knew that the odds may have not been stacked in our favor in this world. Um, Speaking for us at that school, we were black students at a black school on the black side of town. We didn't have um, a lot of resources at the school because we didn't get funding from the state. Um, So it was, you know, but it was a great school. Like I wouldn't trade it for anything. So back to Sergeant Ford and Sergeant Schultz, whenever we spent that 50 minutes or however long it was in class with them, they made sure that they had something to say to us, even if we weren't listening at the time. But I believe it was Sergeant Schultz one day that gave us that quote, the richest place in the world is the graveyard. And I was thinking about that for a while these past few weeks. And I think it was three episodes ago when we were talking about social media doom scrolls and dopamine addiction that I was saying um, about our most valuable currency being our time as people. Like my time, your time, your mama's time, your auntie's time, your cousin's time. Our time is our greatest currency. I think that was the episode that I said that because we were talking about how these social media platforms are curated and designed in a way to make us spend a lot of our time on the apps because it's currency for them. And I might tell you a joke, but I never tell you a lie. So as promised in that episode, I did say that I was going to write it down because I wanted to circle back to that. So this is the episode for that. I wanted to circle back and talk about that idea a little bit more in depth about time being our most valuable currency. So while I was thinking about this idea of time and currency and also the richest place in the world being the graveyard, I Googled the quote, the richest place in the world is the graveyard to see what would come up. And I found that it was actually just a smaller piece of a much longer quote by a man by the name of Les Brown. Now, Les Brown was a member of the Ohio House of Representatives back in the late 70s, early 80s. And his quote in completion was, The graveyard is the richest place on earth because it is here that you will find all the hopes and dreams that were never fulfilled, the books that were never written, the songs that were never sung, the inventions that were never shared, the cures that were never discovered, all because someone was too afraid to take that first step keep with the problem, or determined to carry out their dream, end quote. Now, I know we've been talking a lot about dreams, goals, aspirations, and that sort on here lately, a lot, like I I know. And I can't tell you if it's because that's just the type of time I'm on right now at this stage in my life, like that's my focus, or if I'm feeling the need to keep driving this point home because I keep seeing it over and over again in the people that I know and that I want to see excel further than where they currently are. So before we get started, let's talk currency real quick. You all know I love a good definition. I love words. I love looking up words and seeing what they mean. So I headed to one of my trusted resources, Merriam-Webster, and search the definition of currency. 
And on there, it says that currency is something that is used as a medium of exchange or money. Now, when you ask people, like if you went up to anyone on the street right now, um, in the subway, at the grocery store, if you ask them, what's the greatest currency there is? They'll probably say the euro or the British pound or the dinar. Some may even say the dollar, even though the dollar has been taken a beating. But beyond the very surface level reasoning of purchasing power, I would argue that our greatest currency is time. You can make money back. You can stumble across a dollar here and there. You can see a nickel on the street. Um, But time is the one thing that you cannot reverse. It's the one thing that you can't earn more of. You can't borrow it from the bank. You can't borrow it from anywhere. Um, Once a moment or a minute has passed, that's it. Earlier this year, I went in for my regular physical. I hope you all are getting physicals too. So, you know, you go to the doctor once a year just to get a checkup, just to have your blood checked, you know, all that good stuff, make sure everything is working as it should be. And I hadn't had a physical since pre-COVID. So maybe 2019 was my last physical. So this year, 2022, was my first time in a while going back to get a physical. And so they do these um, x-rays. They check your blood pressure, take your blood, do blood work, all of that good stuff. And so when I was getting my x-rays, you know, they tell you, take your jury off. I did that. Take this off. I did that. Don't move. Didn't move. And so my doctor, she was gone for a while and she came back in the room where I was waiting and she was like, what did you say uh, your mom has? Because my mom has a medical condition. And so I told her and she was like, "Mm, okay, so your x-rays are a little cloudy around your heart and I can't see it that well, but it may be plaque around your heart. But to be sure, I want you to go to this other um, location that was connected to the hospital that I was at getting my physical. So I'm like, okay. So I leave the office and I immediately Google like plaque around the heart. What does that mean? What does that mean for me? And I did not like what I was reading. And I think I had to wait a week in between my physical or maybe longer. Maybe it was two weeks in between my physical and being able to get in to have the CT scan. This is where you are laying on that table and you have to be super still. And there's this, they push the table uh, into this big machine. And then the thing goes, it's hard for me to explain it, but this big thing goes around and around your body. And it's just like getting all of these x-rays from every side and angle of your body. And you just have to lay very still So when I finally got to the appointment, I was waiting in the waiting room. I was going to say the lobby, but I was waiting in the waiting room. And immediately I look around and I think to myself, I am the youngest person here. Like there were three other people there that were waiting to be seen, but there were also people with them. Um, One guy, I could tell the lady with him was his daughter, someone else, maybe that was his wife, someone else, you know, like partners and children and things like that. So I was there by myself. 
but I was the youngest person there. And when the nurse opens the door, she's like, white. My last name is White. She's like, white. And I look up and I, you know, throw my hand up. And she's like, oh. (laughs) She had like a surprise look on her face. And she's like, okay, come on back. So I go back with her. And when the door closes behind us, she says, you're a little young to be here. And I was like, maybe. You know, I think that things can hit people at any age and stage. But in my head, I was like, yeah, girl, I do feel like I'm a little young to be here. Um, So she was like, well, we'll just hope that everything comes back fine. But while I was waiting for those results to come back, I could not help. And even between when I was waiting to get the CT scan period, like after my physical, in between waiting to get the CT scan, after the CT scan, waiting for my doctor to go over all of the scans and tell me what was going on, I couldn't help but think about all the things that I hadn't done yet. I thought about all the places that I hadn't seen, all of the boards that I created on Pinterest of different sites that I wanted to visit, all of the conversations that I hadn't had with people yet that I had been planning on having, you know, someday. And all of the things that I said that I would get around to doing, but I hadn't done. And I thought about this podcast and I thought about how There was so much more that I wanted to share and leave here for people to go back to, even when I'm gone. Much like Les Brown's quote. It's unfortunate that we don't often think about the value of time until something bad happens. Whether it be you get a bad doctor's report or you lose a loved one, it seems like we only reflect on how important our time is here after We're faced with the reality of that time being very limited and very finite. I'm pretty sure I would be spot on if I said that there are things that you want to do before you punch your ticket in and you clock out of here. And I hope that this episode isn't too morbid, but look at it this way. I would much rather say it and you hear it than not say it and wish I had said it so that you could hear it. And think about it, even if you never put any of this into action, like even if this is going in one ear and out the other, I would much rather say it than not say it. Your time here has value. And that's why I titled this time is your greatest currency, because currency is something that has value because you're using it in an exchange for something. You're supposed to enjoy it, your time. You're supposed to laugh. You're supposed to make memories. You're supposed to leave lasting impressions on people. And for some of you, you're supposed to write that thing that you've known in the back of your mind that you were supposed to write. For some of you, you were supposed to move to that place that you've been putting off and putting off and putting off until further down the road. For some of you... You know that you're supposed to reconnect with that person that you drifted apart from years ago. Whatever it is, and you know what it is, only you know what that thing is that you're supposed to be doing. You should do it. I encourage you to. When I was growing up, 
you know, I always have the Southern sayings for you all. But when I was growing up, I heard this saying all the time, time waits on no man. I heard it in church. I heard it everywhere, in school, everywhere. Time waits on no man. And another one I always heard was, why put off tomorrow what you could do today? Now, that one always gives me pause. And I've told this story years ago on here. Maybe it's been a few years. So I'll retell it. I was at a family reunion, and you all know how family reunions are. Everyone, like, gathers for the weekend. At least our family reunions were on weekends. So we would start on Fridays and on Sundays. We would go to church on Sunday and then have a cookout um, after church where everyone would just, like, gather and say their goodbyes and things like that. So Sunday, I had a big cousin. His name was Ken, uh, one of my favorite cousins. I love all my cousins, but he was one of my favorite cousins. And... Sunday, I saw him at the cookout, and when we were leaving, my dad was like, you know, it's time to go. Let's go home, because, you know, we had school the next morning. My parents had to go to work, the normal stuff, and we were kind of, like, in a rush to get to the car so we could go back home because we had, like, a 45-minute drive, and something was pulling at me. Something was telling me. Now, mind you, I have a huge family, a huge family, a ton of folks coming from everywhere in Florida and Georgia and the Carolinas. And out of all those people, something in my mind said, go tell Ken bye and tell him that you love him. And I didn't. But it was pulling at me like you know that thing I don't I can't explain it but I don't know if you've ever had that experience where something is just telling you to do something and either you are obedient and you do it or you don't do it um and I didn't do it it was telling me to go tell him you love him and tell him bye and I didn't and that was on Sunday I found out he passed on Tuesday morning That's when I found out. And I was so angry for years. I was angry at myself for not going to do it because that was the last moment that I had the opportunity to tell him that. I was upset with the world. I was upset with everything for years. Not kidding. And it's not until very recently, honestly, that I've gotten to a point where I am... I guess the best word to describe it is content. I've forgiven myself for not doing it, although I still have my moments, right? So that's an example of time. I could have just ran back into the cookout for two minutes and done that, but I didn't because I thought that I had time. I thought I had more time. I thought he had more time. And what I wouldn't give to go back to that one moment, how brief it was, what I wouldn't give to go back there, even though it felt so minuscule at the time. Second example, this year, 2022, I was, I think it was January, and I was like, I need to order flowers for my mom and my godmoms. I have two godmothers. And there was a moment where I was like, I'll just order them later. And then something told me, nope, 
order them now. And then I was like, well, I'll just get a bouquet for my mom. And something was like, nope, get get bouquets for all of them. So I ordered a bouquet for my mom and I ordered two for my godmothers and had them delivered. One of my godmothers, she texted me um, a picture of the flowers and she was like, thank you for the beautiful flowers. You know, and she was just like, I love you. The regular, right? And I'm just like, oh, love you too. Like, great. Glad you enjoyed them. Little did I know that would be the last time that I was able to give her flowers while she was here. And, you know, people always say, give people their flowers while they're here. And that is so true. My godmother passed two months after that, three months after that. Yes, three months after that, she passed. But I'm so thankful that I did that because there was a split second where I almost didn't because I thought I had more time to give her flowers. I thought I had more time to visit. I thought I had more time to call her or text her and ask her for advice about things, but I didn't. So I'm so thankful that that time, that time I was obedient and I found the value in that moment, just even how small it was at the time. But like I said earlier, you don't recognize the value of a moment until after it's passed. And maybe that's what makes time so valuable in the first place. Like currency being a thing used to exchange for something else, our time can either be used valuably to love on your people, to make memories, to travel, to try new things, to write that book, to make that thing that you've been pushing off for later, um, to go get that degree that you've been talking about, or whether the time is just practicing being present. You should appreciate time in the current moment, in the present. Or life has a very funny way of making you wish you had appreciated it later on after the moment has passed. To be honest, I want to leave here having done every single thing I said that I would do. And I wish the same for you. Don't forget to stay black and carefree. And I'll see you guys in next week's episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries. Bye, guys.